day, friend, and welcome to my little pod. Yeah, this is my very first podcast. I'm quite excited. Yeah, I think I wanted this or I want this to be more of like a, a personal journal, you know, M- not personal, I guess, since it's public and anyone can hear it. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, a, a journal um, where I document just you know, the day-to-day things I've learned thus far because I feel like my 20s are being filled with so much, man. Like, it's just everything is heightened, you know, experience-wise and just in every aspect, you know. And so I wanted to find an outlet, you know, for all of those things that I'm absorbing. I'm absorbing so much, you know. And sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming. I think we can all relate here. Like sometimes there's just so much happening and it's so overwhelming and you wish you can just like, just let it all out. Just let it all out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to do with this um, podcast, this little pod. And, um, you know, um, I've always had like a form of like um, outlet. So I remember when I was little, my outlet used to be a diary, um, like a little bit of, of my background stories that um, I'm from Zimbabwe and I moved to South Africa when I was in grade four. So I moved to South Africa to be with my mom and also because like the, um, the economy in Zim is not so great as you probably already know. It is not, it's not popping. It's not happening. So, um, you know, I... My mom was already working here in, in SA. And so there came a point where she was like, okay, I I want you guys to come here now. So it was me, my brother, and my sister. Um, my sister had just finished university. And my brother, I think, my brother just came for the holiday. He was finishing high school. I'm pretty sure he was fi- either finishing high school or just starting university. I'm not quite sure. And me, I, yeah, they just, um, I was in grade four. It was the end of my grade four. And they're like, yep, time to move, time to move. And so um, that move was hard for me, actually. It was harder than I, now that I look back, I realize how hard it was for me to adapt and, and whatnot. You know, um, I always say that I'm someone who's very adaptable, but um, looking back, it was, it was quite hard on me, but I'm also someone who keeps things inside. So it looks like, you know, things are happening quite easily, you know, maneuvering through things easily when, you know, the, <laughs> the matter of the fact is that it, I'm, I'm kind of finding it hard. And, um, you know, it was a hard time, you know, making the right friends, finding friends. Um, Not that uh, finding friends was hard, you know, because like um, the people that I met when I moved to um, here to SA. So I moved to Cape Town and um, the friends um, were like the the, the group. It was a very diverse kind of like um, school. It was mostly like African African schools, mostly African school. But it was a a little bit diverse, you know, Um, actually not really. In a way, in a way, yeah. I think it was like um, 60% white and then um, 30%, no, not even 30, 40% um, colored and then um, uh, maths. Ah. <laughs> I'm really bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, my boyfriend was just telling me that I'm really bad at maths. <laughs> and this is one of my majors. Oh my gosh, okay. So it was 60% white and um, <laughs> um, 30%. Um, colored and then 10% um, black. <laughs> yes, I did it. I did it. You see, <laughs> all I needed was time. And so, um, 
you know, um, going into um, in, into that school, um, it was quite it was quite interesting. It was, it was kind of a sh- um, shell shock because up until then, I never met like a like a white person. Not never met them, but like I think I've, I'd only seen them like once in town back in Zim. But it was from such a like far away distance, and I was actually scared. So um, I remember my sister telling me this that um, you know the first time that when we came here, and you know um, South Africa is a very diverse country, as most of you know. And you know um, I, I remember she said that like you know when I saw white people, I was I was very scared, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? How are you? What's <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, and so I, I adjusted to that. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, a big shock, but it was weird. It was so weird. Cause yeah, it was just, you know, when you just used to a very homogeneous culture and then now you're going into this, um, heterogeneous world and a heterogeneous culture. It's just, it's a shell shock. It's a lot to take in. And I know one of my favorite, um, favorite uh, memories when I first came here to SA and um, we went to the beach so where I was in Cape Town was Gordon's Bay it's the most amazing like little town ever it was just it was it's just filled with it's just an amazing town man it's it's beautiful it's just spectacular and it's right by the beach you know you have the scenery you have such a relaxed type of like lifestyle you know and I remember going um, to the beach for the first time and there was a sign there. I remember the sign. And it was saying, um, buy, die, and then see. So buy as in B-Y, and then die as in I saw D-I-E, and then S-E-E, right? And I was so confused. I was like, what are they trying to say? Do you die here? Like, what's going on, you know? And so later, <laughs> I realized once I'd learned Afrikaans, <laughs> That it was Afrikaans, you know, first of all, I realized that it was actually Afrikaans. And it was Afrikaans for by the sea, you know. But in my brain back then, it was just so weird and, and like, what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, but um, going back to um, to the point. Um, so in, in primary, I, you know, I, I, it was quite hard for me to adjust. And, you know, I, I'm not someone who's... You know, like people would want to be my friend. I guess you know, you're a foreign kid. You know, you like you're very interesting. You know, like you want to be everybody's friend. Everyone wants to be a friend type of thing. But then I wasn't. Um, yeah, I was just. I was very shy and and very quiet, and I didn't know like you know the intentions that you know they had. I was very self conscious for like someone who wasn't grateful. I was really self conscious, and so I didn't allow myself to actually like be in the moment and enjoy this this new friends or these people that wanted to be my friend and stuff. And so I kind of isolated myself a bit, and that's when I invented not invented. I never invented it, <laughs> but that's when I discovered um, journaling, and so I would write diaries. And yeah, that became my outlet. I'll just write everything down in a diary. I, I had, I think, um, throughout my years, I had like three, up to three diaries. I'll just find like any notebooks and just start writing in them, whatever was happening, whatever I felt. Maybe um, that's when I also discovered like I loved writing. Um, not only did I love reading, but I also loved writing. And so I would also write little things, little songs and whatnot. Yeah, it was it was really nice. It was it was really nice. And um yeah, so from primary that was my outlet and then a little bit in high school. And then um in high school, um I think when I was around grade nine, 
my outlet became um games so i was very much into like gaming and you know i was i was um mostly the computer games that my my brother had so he gave me his laptop and in his laptop he had um um need for speed so i started off with need for speed i loved it i i just loved that game so much and then i went into torchlight there was this game called torchlight it was so awesome and um there was another one, um, The Sims. Oh my gosh, The Sims became my life. I think we've all just gone through the Sims phase. <laughs> and um, with me, I got The Sims 3. And man, I I had no other life after that. <laughs> Literally, it encompassed the whole of my life after that. I just played The Sims day in, day out. Sometimes I would like, like not sleep. And then maybe sleep for like an hour and wake up and be like, yeah, my people. Like it be, literally became my life, dude. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was an interesting outlet. But like, you know, it really helped me escape. It was a, a way of escaping. I think we all need that, you know. I think we all need that, um, that channel or like a, like, yeah, a way for us to just escape from like the stress and, you know, the, the, the noises in life, you know, and just, yeah, find ourselves and, and recenter ourselves. And, you know, that can be through journaling, that can be through playing video games, but don't do it too much. Okay. <laughs> don't do it too much. That can be through um, music if you like playing, um, if you like listening to music even, that can be an outlet. If you like making music, that can be an outlet, you know. What is your outlet? I'm wondering, what is what is your outlet? Let me know. I don't know how it works with Anchor, um, but you can send me an email on um, daisywingstar at gmail.com. So that's daisy, like D-A-I-S-Y. Wings Star, which is W I N X S T A R at Gmail dot com. Um yeah, you can just send me an email and, and let me know like how did you how have you navigated so far in your life? What outlets have you have you um resorted to if you yeah, you know, to kind of like release release um you know i'm still so embarrassed by my email address because i made it when i was um 13 i made it when i was 13 years old yeah i think it was 13 13 or 12 yeah i was so young and i was into this sh series or this kiddies um show called wings so wings is like this um cartoon about these fairies this this girls this i think they were high school girls that are fairies and how they like you know try to navigate through um you know that high school and there's also like there's like really evil um villains called the trixies or something was it the trixies yeah it was it was really amazing and i loved it i even remember the theme song you know open your eyes open your eyes oh we are the wings and i loved it <laughs> i loved it so much and my favorite character was stella and so um yeah that's that's when I made the, the email address and I still use that to this day. I don't even know. Can I change it? Is it possible? <laughs> I don't know if I can change my email address because, you know, now that I'm a bit more grown, I'm like 22 now. And, you know, people ask me for my email address and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, it's Daisy Wingstar. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not professional. It, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't, you know, um, fit into this um, professional um, look that we're trying to to portray now that we're in the working world or well now that i'm in the working world you know 
Speaking of working world, um, yeah, that's currently what I'm doing or wanting to doing. So um, I have a degree in pharmacy. Yes. Um, so with pharmacy, you, you do four years, you know, in your undergraduate. And then after your four years, you have to do an internship. And then after in your internship, it's a year internship. And then after the internship, you have to do community service. And so um, I'm looking, I'm currently, I'm supposed to be doing an internship, but it's, it's so hard to find one. Hence, um, you know, in the meantime, and also the thing is they're mostly filled up. So there are really any positions right now. So I'm probably just going to find one next year, hopefully. But um, I know that it's very hard for foreigners. Um, it's very, very hard for foreigners. Even if you've been in this country for <laughs> literally more than you have been in your original country, it's, it's still so hard, you know. And um, the thing is, if you don't have a permanent residence here, it's going to be really hard for you to get um, an internship, which which kind of sucks because, like, you can't get your qualification if you don't do the internship and community service here. Yeah, so you can't be, like, a fully qualified. I can't call myself a qualified um, pharmacist yet, you know, because I haven't finished the internship and um, the community service. But, um, you know... Um, I have hope and I know that like something will put through but in the meantime you know I've been trying to do like those little side jobs like I, I don't I'm not someone who likes to just sit around and do nothing so it was very hard for me the first few days like um or the first few let's say months <laughs> let's say months it wasn't even days it was months trying to like um navigate um and trying to find something to do you know like I, I don't like feeling useless and so um, I started looking for side jobs, you know, trying to do things here and there. And here's a couple of like um, tips, you know, maybe that could help you if you like, you know, in between trying to find something, trying to find a job. Um, maybe this might be able to help you. So the first thing um, that I did, so this was um, around like um, December, January. I My friend had um, was working for this canvas um company right so it's basically a company that makes canvas and they were approached by another bigger canvas company to like um, process orders and they were looking for people who could process the orders for them and stuff and so she recruited me and my um other friend my other best friend hazel and um her her other friend um and so it was the four of us and you know we were just doing that for like uh, most of december and january and yeah, so that that wasn't so bad. It was good money. You get paid for um, each order. So you get a commission. You get 5% for each order. And that was really great. Like, I, I love that. Um, you know, it had its ups and downs. Actually, it was quite stressful because it was the first time I had to like, not the first time, but it was um, a lot of like um, customer service. And I got to really see what this customer service world is like. And people can be very difficult. They can be very, very difficult. <laughs> Um, and then after that, I, there was an opportunity, an internship opportunity. So, um, I, I was also doing that, you know, um, in Tanger or like, yeah, with the canvas thing, but then that fell through. I'm not sure why I don't even want to visit that because I'm, I'm still heartbroken because, um, that was something that I got, you know, 
to when I before I started looking for internships. So this was something that I was told like, yeah, you're gonna get that, you're gonna get this internship. And so I was really excited. I was like, oh man, you know, thank God. And um, I don't really need to look much. I got really relaxed because I was like, okay, I have this, you know. And so um, you know, when the time came, I went to to work there. They were like, oh cool, cool, cool. We like you. We'd like to have you. And so like, oh man, that's great. And then um, you know, I got advice from um. I got advice that maybe um that you know the pay is a bit too too low <laughs> and you know you should you should fight for it you should get your your money's worth you know you're doing so much so get get the pay that you deserve you know and so um I was like okay I mean let's let's try it out let me let me see let me see um if I can try to negotiate with them and so you know um went through the negotiation process and you know they they seemed like you know they didn't have enough for me but I was like you know what that's fine that's fine honestly what matters is that I get to do this internship you know um whenever you have that's fine and they're like I'd cool and one thing I also realized is that this person was not registered as a tutor so that was something that was a bit of a setback for me because I thought this was something that you know was going to happen there and then I'm going to sign the contract it's going to happen but then they were not registered as a tutor and the whole process was taking so long. And so, um, you know, um, they were like, okay, I will go over our contract. I'll talk to my, um, to my other partner. We'll go over the contract and then, you know, we'll get back to you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you. And then, um, never heard from them. And then, um, a week went by and I, you know, I texted them and I'm like, um, so, you know, what's happening? What's up? You know, they didn't reply and, you know, I send another one. Um, to the partner they also didn't reply and I was just like okay <laughs> what's going on and yeah it's just one of those things where yeah people yeah people just just drop you they they just pick and drop you especially if they don't see like it's it's just one of those people who don't value or like see just how yeah they don't really value like someone's someone's life in a way like like for you to be able to do that to to string someone along for that long you know and then just drop them and not give them any reason and like nothing whatsoever yeah that's that's a bit messed up that was very messed up and I was so angry and you know I went there to to try and figure out what went wrong because for the longest time I really blamed myself I was in such a bad space and I was really blaming myself you know I felt so terrible I was like oh my gosh I shouldn't have asked for like that much pay because honestly I would have done it for free because I know that looking for an internship is so hard if you're a foreigner you know I really would have done it for free and you know I wanted to try and get answers and understand like we where this miscommunication was coming from and so um yeah they they hid in their office and they <laughs> didn't even come out they didn't have the com the common decency the common just just the basic human decency to come out and tell me straight to my face that yo this is you know what happened this is what happened um you know and so I've been looking for an internship ever since then and the process is hardship but anyways, um, going to my next step, what else I'm doing on my, my side hustles and whatnot, I also tutor. So I'm also a tutor. Um, I've used my degree to good use. Yes, I tutor maths, English, physical sciences, you know, life sciences, you name it, I tutor it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do that as well. And um, I, also, um, I also started something um house sitting so in my area 
it's they have they have people who have there's a lot of neighbors or a lot of my neighbors have dogs so they have dogs and so i know that i put two and two together and i was like okay they have dogs and you know they're also people that um travel quite a lot you know they go to on holidays and whatnot and i know that for for people their their concern their main concern is leaving their pets you know um and so i i wanted to start this uh, uh kind of like dog sitting or house sitting thing in my in my area and um yeah that's i started that with a friend of mine and um we got like the first week we got a custom and i was like oh my gosh that's amazing you know and i thought it was going to be like that but like yeah, I've never got much after that, you know. And I think it's that thing, like in South Africa, you know, people are not trustworthy. Not people are not trusting, should I say, rather, yeah. And so, because you know, um, people don't trust each other, you wouldn't necessarily let a stranger come and like dog sit in your house, you know. Like it's it's very rare that that happens. People are not that trusting, and so it's quite hard to find. Um, that many people, but like the the ones that I do house it for, they're they're so amazing. They're amazing people. I love them. I love them to bits. And I've come to love their dogs so much. Oh my gosh! I just oh man, I love going there. I love I love being with those dogs. They're so amazing, man. They're so amazing. Um, yeah. So that's something you could also look at if you are looking for something to do. Um, it just you just have to assess your area, how much of a need it is. Is it a is it an area where people trust each other and where they trust you? You know, you have to build that relationship. But it's hard here in in South Africa. Neighbors most of the time neighbors don't even know each other. You know, especially if you're going like further up the the suburban line, like in the suburbs, like the deep suburbs. You know, people don't trust each other. People don't like you know they're not that close to their neighbors. You know, you just know that okay, this there's a family that lives here. You know, they have five people in the family. But it's not necessarily that you're going to have barbecues with the family. Uh, you're going you're gonna, to, you know, invite them over for some tea and crumb, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's quite hard. So you can try, you can, you can try house sitting. And um, another thing that I've been doing is that now I've found a pharmacy. So, you know, I was literally calling every single pharmacy <laughs> to see if they wanted an, um, a pharmacist intern. And so um, I I found this pharmacy and they're like, yeah, you can come and learn some. And then after that, we can um, pay you at a rate. So that's something that I've started recently. And I'm really glad um, it's a great pharmacy, great people there. I'm learning a lot of things, you know, so I'm grateful for that very much and there's also um something you can do is upwork so you know the website upwork so um with upwork how it basically works is that people can post like little jobs you know um for you to do you can just um send your proposal to the person and then they'll pick you if they want to pick you and um you know it's it's very hard to get jobs at first because you know you don't have a rep People don't know what you can do if you can do what you're saying you can do. And so you'll find that you have to like do really like um small jobs or like big jobs at a really small rate, at a really, really small rate. So um, a friend of a friend was giving me this advice because they are, they and now established there and they're actually working from there and it's turning out really great for them. And so she was giving me tips you know, she was saying that, like, you have to be patient and, you know, you have to send as many proposals as you can. But in as much as you're sending 
a lot of proposals they must be of quality you know and don't be discouraged there will come a time when you get paid what you're worth but in the beginning you might have to like you know um do a really big job maybe a 3500 essay for like three dollars you know but um in the end it will all pay off because now you're building that reputation on this website and people will trust you more so yeah those those are currently what i'm yeah the things that i'm doing I don't know if I'm doing anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I can't keep track. I keep literally sending, putting like eggs in every basket <laughs> and hoping that all of them will hatch. But um, yeah, that's currently what I'm doing. You know, what are you guys doing to, you know, to keep afloat? What side jobs do you guys have? Um, yeah, what do you, what do you um, do? Do let me know. Do send me an email. I don't know what um, a better form of like communication would be, but I would love to hear from you guys or y- you person. I don't even know who's going to listen to this. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I hope that it helps someone, you know. And through it all, you know, I think one thing that this process has, has taught me, you know, um, not getting the internship as, as soon as I wanted to get it. You know, what this process has taught me is that it's patience, you know, it's patience, I have learned so much patience, and I think um, we we have a sense of urgency in life these days, I feel like, especially my generation, we we have this sense of urgency, and we we want that instant gratification, we want things to happen so quickly, so easily, but sometimes you have to break a few bones, you have to, you know, break a sweat, you know, just to reach that level, just to get to that level. And, you know, don't get discouraged, honestly, don't get discouraged and don't do something that would um, be detrimental to your mental health. You know, always think of your well-being first, okay, in in as much as you want to get there really quickly, don't let that break you, don't let that take away parts of you, okay, you'll get there. Patience is definitely required, you need patience and, you know, um, yeah, just keep pushing at it but not too hard okay take care of yourself first (laughs) but um yeah it has taught me patience and i've learned to just take things as they come and not be too um too too sad or like too um too heartbroken when things don't go the way i expect them to you know so yeah good luck good luck Thank you and welcome. Oh, no, welcome. Oh, that was such a horrible, horrible outro. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my little pod. I hope to see you next time.